Hey, what's up, builders? It's your girl, Cancel at the Blogger, and you are now listening to the LBF Podcast. This is a creating space, and we have Autumn here, the soul of AC. Uh, she is a chef, and she does some awesome stuff, y'all. Y'all got to follow her page, because actually, I don't know, like, because every time I scroll and she posts, I'm always just like, dang, I'm hungry now. <laughs> so I'll let her come in and she'll introduce and kind of talk about, you know, let her get to to know you guys and you get to know her. And then we'll get into these questions. So Autumn, go ahead and say something for the builders. Hi, builders. I'm Autumn. Um, I'm from South Carolina. Well, I'm from Florence, South Carolina. If anybody knows where that is, I'm near Myrtle Beach. Um, But I now live in Greenville, so I'm just a traveling personal chef. Um, I just graduated from Clemson University last year, so I'm just starting out. So I'm just going to see where all of this takes me. So that was actually one of the questions I wanted to know was like, do you you know, were you a chef in a restaurant or were you, you just said you're a travel, traveling personal chef and we're in the same town. I didn't know that either. Really? Okay. <laughs> we are. Um, I almost booked you for my birthday party, but because I waited to the last minute, I was just like, I don't think I could pull this off. But um, <laughs> so that's great. So uh, you said you graduated from Clemson. Is it? Yes. Is it this for culinary? Like, is that, is it for business? (laughs) So my degree was actually in um, biological sciences. So I graduated a bachelor's of arts in biological sciences and I minored in psychology. Okay, smart. um, (laughs) I get that every time. I usually, um, so I basically started out when I was eight years old, I believe. My mother used to send me to my grandmother's house every summer and I used to hate it. I used to absolutely hate going outside. I was not an outside person. So I used to just stay in the inside with her and I just learned to cook from there. This is literally where I learned. (laughs) So you actually like snapping peas? Yes. Oh no. Rather than going outside and picking them in the garden. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That is amazing. Um, so with with that being said, like when did it become like a real passion that you wanted to pursue? Um, um that's actually a good question. <laughs> um, I will say probably last year. So my grandmother passed away last year and um, she passed away in June. And I actually started when my great grandmother passed away. So her birthday was March 22nd. That was the day I just decided that I was going to start taking this very seriously. So um, when my grandmother passed away, I just went ahead and started taking it off and people just started asking me to cook for them. And then I started doing like pop-up shops and it just went from there and everybody just started asking me to cook. So I was just like, I might as well just go ahead and make it a business. All right. Yeah. If you're the go-to person already, you may as well get paid for it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So have you had any traditional training? No, not at all. Wow. So how do you go about being self-taught? Like, what is it like? Is it like videos online you watch or like, how did that come about? So I'm genuinely more creative than anything. Um, So I'm very artistic. So 
and that has nothing to do with my degree I know but listen that's the best <laughs> of both worlds if you could be you know one of those mechanical thinking people and also a creative person you just marry those together I was very much so like in an environment with my parents they always made me cook so I was the go-to person. I'm the oldest out of all of my siblings. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So they always, and then when I used to go in the kitchen, I used to act like I was Rachel Ray. So I always used to just talk to myself and act like I was on a Food Network show. And it just went from there. And so as I got older, I just started watching music videos and um, YouTube videos and just seeing how they merge all of those together. And then I right. just wanted to go into that. So that's how I actually got into TikTok. So... I've been starting learning my transitions and stuff and trying to get better at stuff like that. So it's been a journey, honestly, but it's fun. Go ahead and plug that TikTok because I wasn't (laughs) even accounting for that. But now that I think about it, I think most of the videos you share on Instagram are from TikTok, right? Yes. Okay. (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. What's your (laughs) handle? It is Autumn Sierra. So it's just Autumn, my name, A-U-T-U-M-N-C-I-E-R-A. All right. So what is your favorite dish to cook? Um, I actually don't have a favorite dish, but from everybody else's perspective, their favorite dish of mine is either my macaroni and cheese or my shrimp and grits. And basically with my macaroni and cheese, it has seven cheeses in mm. it. And I bake it every time. None of my family likes stovetop mac and cheese, so <laughs> I have to bake it. That's the tradition. Right. Um, and then... My shrimp and grits has a Hennessy cream sauce on it. So that's just one addicting thing that they just love. Every time I go home, I have to make that. Listen, okay. See, now I'm feeling like a little bit of that, like biology is kind of knowing (laughs) how to mix stuff and the proportions. That probably plays a part into you getting your ingredients and recipes just right. But I love macaroni and cheese. I can lay in a good pan of macaroni and cheese and be content with life. It it is probably one of my favorite dishes. So I'm definitely going to have to try. Um, I'm going to have to book you for an event. You really should. I'm just the only person there. (laughs) I want to do that for sure. Fun fact, I am actually the designated macaroni and cheese maker for my entire family. Even before my grandmother passed, she gave that off to me, so... That's how you know that you've gotten good. Because, like, my mom, she was a caterer, and... um, the cooking gene kind of missed me and but my (laughs) other two sisters (laughs) but now my middle sister her macaroni is better than my mom's and so I'm just like okay Thanksgiving Christmas you gotta make the macaroni and cheese (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's amazing for you to have gotten those skills and everything from the women in your life and now you're the go-to person that's amazing It feels very good. I have the trophy. That's what it feels like. They got it. Tell them to get you a real trophy. <laughs> yes. I need to put it in my little, on my, in my kitchen, honestly. Right. So you mentioned that, you know, when you were younger, you used to, you know, impersonate a lot of the cooking shows. Is that something that you want to do one day? I'm actually not sure because I feel like when I'm in front of a camera, I would be not as personable. Mm-hmm. So I would have to get very comfortable in order for me to do that. But that's something I'll really try. I, right. I wouldn't doubt it, though. Right. 
Listen, if you're already doing TikTok, next up, like YouTube, maybe, you know, and just build it up from there. I can definitely see, you know, once you feel like more comfortable, your recipes and your transitions already on your videos are already amazing. So you're already on the trajectory of it. So how would you describe like your creative energy when it comes to like making your recipes and your food? Um. I don't even know, because honestly, learning from my grandmother, she absolutely, she just went with the flow. She used to have her little recipe book Mm -hmm. and just go from there. She was one that was just like, follow this, follow that, follow this. I was the complete opposite. So we used to actually butt heads in the kitchen because I would just be like, okay, I'll just throw this in there, throw that in there. And so I honestly don't have recipes. I just go with the flow. And then I just... Basically, they're all just in my head. So if somebody asks me exactly what I do, it would be different every time. I just make sure it tastes the same every single time. That's spoken like a true creative, though, because, (laughs) I mean, what better way? Like, I know that a lot of people even say with their, you know, grandparents or even my mother, don't you, unless she's baking, she doesn't use measuring cups or anything like that. No. It's all in her head. And I'm just like, girl, how you? But now that I've gotten older and certain dishes that I cook that she's taught me how to make, I don't have to use a measuring cup either. But that is like a real creative thing to for you to have so many different recipes, so many different things and dishes that you make. And you just kind of just like, all right, I'm going to just go with the flow. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. just let it lead me. She was the complete opposite. Was, to a certain extent, she would just be like, here, you have to follow this, follow this, follow this. And then right. the, for the things that she actually knew, she'll just be like, go with the flow, here you go. And then basically until your ancestors tell you to stop seasoning. So <laughs> that's where you go from. <laughs> listen, you got to listen to the ancestors. <laughs> How did you come up with the name for your business, The Soul of AC? Um, so basically when my grandmother passed, my great-grandmother, when she passed away, she was big in the kitchen too. So it was just a generational thing. Mm-hmm. And um, she always talked about just being soulful. And then I also started just looking into soul food. Basically, I always cooked soul food. So I just merged the two together because mm-hmm. she was a very, um, her aura was very, I don't know what you call it, like, engaging like everybody loved her everybody would come to our house because she's cooking and she just put her soul literally into everything she did and so that basically just was just passed down on to me and then I was like well you know I cook soul food so it's just a good thing to merge both of them so right I just started with that and then um the soul of AC came from um it's a double meaning so my name is Autumn Sierra Mm -hmm. and then I just merged American Cuisines with it. So it's The Soul of American Cuisines by Autumn Sierra. Wow. See, I didn't know the other meaning. I just always thought it was your initials. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but that makes a lot of sense. Um, I love how that, like, in, in your business and in the way that you choose your dishes and everything, it's kind of like you're always paying homage to yes. your ancestors and to your lineage. Like, And so that, I mean, you're embodying what the soul of, you know, your creation is, which is your family. And I yes. love that because I feel like you can taste that in the food. <laughs> you really can. Everybody says it. So it's just not me. It's their opinions right. as well. Right. Okay. Do you ever think that you would want to go to culinary school? Um, I have been debating. Um, I've wanting to take like food photography classes. Um, I've been wanting to branch off into other cultures. I'm not sure if I actually want to go to culinary school because I'm actually in grad school at the same time. So I'm in pharmaceuticals. So I've been 
and uh, dabbing in a little bit of each industry. So right. right now it's just, let's just see where it takes me. Um, but with culinary school, I have been considering, I just don't know when it will actually happen. Cause right now I don't think it's necessary. It is. Listen, I just asked just cause I was curious, but <laughs> I was like, I was, when I asked the question, I was like, I don't know. I, I think I have to ask whether she's been to traditional school or not. I was like, but even if she has it, <laughs> the food speaks for itself. It's kind of like it's one of those things when you're just talented with it and you already are gifted with, you know, knowing how to do certain things. Is school really necessary? So I honestly, I watch Netflix shows. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but it's one, I think it's, it talks about um, using certain heats, using certain salts. I, I wish I could remember the name, but I will sit down and watch shows that teach me about science behind food. So I learned anyway, so I don't think it's necessary, but I'll watch those shows. I'll look at YouTube. I even watch videos on plating, trying to better everything, trying right. to just perfect my craft. That other technical part of your mind is coming into play when it yes. comes to your passion. I see that. <laughs> and that's wonderful. Um, what's your favorite cooking show? Um, actually, I love, um, I think it's called Diners, Drives in and Dives. That's oh, yeah. With, uh, what's his name? Guy? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite show. I always, I will sit all night and watch that. Just to watch him to go to different restaurants. I will actually write them down. And wherever I go, that's what I'll try to um, try taste. It. Yes. That's amazing. I like um, Ina Garden or Ina. Yes. Um, oh, what's the other one? I'll come back to it. <laughs> but I'm so, so, like I said, I'm not the best cook, <laughs> but I love cooking shows. I, I've been watching cooking shows probably since I was a kid and, and everybody thought it was weird because I'm just like, I'd rather sometimes watch a cooking show for a couple of hours than a cartoon just because yes, it's just so interesting too. to see people how they create different flavors and ha- you would never think to cook certain stuff like who thought to cook some some of that I think um the other show is chopped so oh, I used yeah. to love chopped because they just used to give them like random things and they mm-hmm. just come up with the best things I'm like how did you even come up with that right. so I also started using those techniques into my food as well so that's amazing chop gives me a little bit of insight you know I had to <laughs> stop watching it so much <laughs> okay so what do you think about you know, the in, the food industry when it comes to chefs and it's specifically women and it being an industry that is still male dominated. Um, so right now, I think it's a little difficult for just me in general um, because I am starting out. So um, a lot of people that are ahead of me, they went to culinary school or they're a little bit older than me and They've also moved to bigger cities, so it's easier for them to get exposed. Um, But as far as I think I actually don't know any black women that's in um, the food industry right now. I follow a couple on Instagram, but um, they are out of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So but they have been doing really, really well. So I've just been trying to reach out to them to see if they have any advice for me, but I haven't been able to get anything yet. So we're still waiting on that. I hate that. I hate that uh, sometimes it's that gatekeeping, but you're you're exactly right. When I saw, um, so I got referred to you from a friend, I guess she had been following you for a while too. And she was like, oh yeah, if you're thinking about getting someone for your birthday, this is a really good person. And I was like, okay, cool. And then when I saw you were a black woman, I was like, a black woman chef? Like, wait a minute, I'm all about this. And so I definitely have been, you know, putting you on my radar and saying, like, this is too cool to pass up. 
um, somebody needs to be talking about it because I don't think we see a lot of the possibilities when it comes to what we can be as black women or black, you know, when we're little girls. And it's amazing what you're doing because it might be hard because you don't have anybody in this area, but yes. for you to be one of the first, you know, for people to be able to see, you know, I'm pretty sure that's very impactful, especially if you have, you know, smaller kids in your, in your own life and your family and everything like that. So. I'm very family oriented. So everybody that's in my family, well, on my dad's side, we are very, very, very close knit. And so everybody, I literally have my niece. She will always be in the kitchen with me. She's Aww. my taste tester. She's your she'll, she'll, <laughs> yes. She'll she'll tell me, no, this is too salty or it's too, it's too bitter. She'll like add this, add that. I'm like, well, I'm always having you in the kitchen with me. Right. But it's it's definitely, I would say for me, um, honestly, this is like a very hidden memory that I forgot about. But when I was younger, um, we had this plaza that was built when I believe I was 10 and it was just a drive-through that was empty. And I used to tell my dad, I'm going to make this my restaurant. I had an entire menu planned out. I looked up, um, equipment to go in there and it's just a hidden memory. Like I just remember that as soon as you told me, as soon as you said something about black women and chefs and I just never realized how my subconscious is actually coming to light. So mm-hmm. honestly, it might happen. I might have a restaurant. It might through. happen. That was one of my my questions that I was going to ask if that was something you wanted. But it's just so interesting that I think that happens with us sometimes. It's like as kids, we'll know exactly what we want. But as we are, you know, in life and the pressures of society, we'll kind of forget that part of ourselves. And then when we get older, if we have been lucky enough to start following that passion again, small stuff will start showing back up like, girl, you always said you wanted to do this. (laughs) I get that question all the time. They're like, when did you want to become a chef? I'm like, I don't know. And now I'm just like, I really did plan that out when I was younger. I used to take my mom's laptop and plan everything out. Right. I said the same thing with the this whole podcasting and writing and stuff. Like, I was like, I would have never thought I would have done this. And I had that same kind of moment when I remember, like, being in my room and I used to just be talking to myself like I was crazy. But I wasn't. I was just preparing for this kind of stuff. So it's like, you know, your younger self when you're kids, you know, and then sometimes it gets buried underneath everything yes. else. And hopefully you get to a place where you can start to uncover it again. Yes, I'm banking on that. I'm really hoping because that's one of the things I've been trying to figure out is my purpose and my my path that I'm going down because I'm in so many different industries. So I'm I'm working in pharmaceuticals. I just graduated. I was going to be a neonatologist, and okay, I had- wait a minute, go back, and you got to let us see. You know, me and the builders, we smart, but listen, you are <laughs> smarter than our, than us. Okay, so you got to break that down for us. You go do what? <laughs> So when I started in um, college, um, I wanted to be a neonatologist. That's what my sole purpose was. And a neonatologist is a doctor that works in the NICU, the neonatal intensive care unit. And when I was born, when my siblings were born, my younger siblings, um, we were all born premature. Mm. And um, I was born at seven months. My little brother was born at six months. And then my younger sister was born at eight months. And we were the only three in the entire um, hospital in the entire town of Florence that survived. And they made a um, magazine article about us. And 
that basically inspired me because I started learning about what they did to help us because I was just very curious. And um, I actually met the doctor that um, was in labor with my mom that helped my mom deliver my little brother. My little brother is now 17. And I interned with him two years ago. And he told me, um, he said, I remember your story. And he pulled out a book and it was my brother's name. And he wrote down what happened. And actually my brother's situation gave him a raise because it was that intense. Wow. And he remembers us from till this day. And I just started learning about it. And then when I actually interned into in the NICU, I didn't like the, the environment because it was too intense for me. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to branch off into something different. So That's fair. That's fair. You it know. was very, very, very <laughs> intense. I love the, the love that each child has mm-hmm. in their situation, but just being in an environment like that for the rest of my life was just it's stressful. Yes. Very <laughs> stressful. <laughs> Like I saw the the look on your face, like kind of like you felt bad a little bit for yes, but it's okay for you to be able to say, you know what, this is not the right fit for me. Somebody else can you know come in and decide that this is what they want, but for me and mine, yeah, I, I can do it. This. <laughs> I definitely learned that I could volunteer, so I will do that. Um, you can definitely volunteer in the NICU if anybody wants to. I'm not sure about COVID right now, but All right. Um, in the long run, you can definitely volunteer um, to care for the children while they're in there. Um, mm-hmm. My little brother was in there for two months, and we could go in there and volunteer and help the other little babies out, so... Mm-hmm. That's something you could definitely look into if you want to. <laughs> I am very familiar with the NICU. Um, my sister had triplets and they had to stay in for about a month and a half during a snowstorm, girl. Like, it was a Wow. Yeah. And she had triplets? She had triplets and they had, they were so small when they were first born. I think they were like this big. Yes, and that's exactly how small they were. Like the bottles are like this big. Yeah. I was like, Ooh. it was it was a lot, but it was a great experience. But I can like definitely see how that could be overwhelming for someone um yes but you mentioned that you know you understand yourself as a multifaceted person do you struggle at all with feeling like you have to choose one or the other um yes because um right now with my internship I've been that takes up most of my time. And then I also work in leasing sales. So I'm a leasing consultant as well. So most of those take up my time. And then my um, culinary business takes the weekends. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit um, a little bit more difficult to run my social media and actually cook for um, any clients or to even just cook for myself. <laughs> so. Right. So that's the most difficult part, but me juggling all of that, that's the easy part because I actually, I'm getting more organized the older I get. So in college, I probably was not, <laughs> I was not this organized, but as soon as I graduated, I just became very organized. I have, um, I have a planner. I plan every month out ahead of time. So probably two months in advance, I know what I'm going to do or um, 
how I'm going to plan out the next month because I also try to work out in between. So listen, trying to do this whole adult thing is a lot more than what they told us it was going to be. Yes. My (laughs) motto is adulting is ghetto. It's ghetto. It's so ghetto. (laughs) But you you sound a lot more organized than me. I can't say that. (laughs) I have not yet gotten to the point where I had um months and stuff playing out I don't think my brain works that way it's a little <laughs> bit all over the place and I have to just go with the flow sometimes but um yeah I was going to ask about like the demand and how you handle um being a traveling chef and on top of your you know school and your job um but you kind of answered that but when when do you make time for yourself um I don't. <laughs> <laughs> You're one of those. <laughs> I try to, um, for the most part, this past year, um, my goal for 2021 was just to figure everything out. I want to have a plan set out. So next year, it's a little bit more lackadaisical. Um, so most of the time, I take about a week out of the month to really focus on myself. Um I've toned down on um, buying things or like caretaking. So I always get my nails done. I always used to get my nails done every week. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, maybe I should just step back from that and then just try to use this time or use this money to actually build my clientele up and start buying things to help me in my production for um, my food videos and just my clothes that I wear when I actually go to events and things like that. So I just been using a little bit of sacrifice and to help things out. A little bit of sacrifice, delayed <laughs> gratification. <laughs> Does that ever uh, get overwhelming for you? Um, yes, because I also have a, my boyfriend plays in the CFL. So we've been trying to figure that out because I travel with him sometimes. So it's just, it's just a lot of going back and forth. So the overwhelming part is just me trying to make sure I have enough time for everything and everybody, because I'm a big family person, like I said before. And since I had um, all of my family members pass, I've been really trying to stay close to them. And um, probably trying to spend too much time with them is also probably hindering me sometimes, but I'm really close to them. So just trying to figure, I think my Spending time with myself and trying to figure myself out is actually spending time with my family, if that makes sense. It does. It does. It kind of gives you that break and that clarity. I know for some of us, it's like, no, when I spend time with my family, I need to go and spend hours by myself to decompress. (laughs) But, you know, sometimes it does work the other way. And however your self-care looks, I just usually ask that question because I know for creatives and business owners, it can be a challenge to kind of schedule that we usually schedule ourselves last and try to put everything else before wait do you have on your shelves uh sure let me see oh that is adorable (laughs) thank you (laughs) that is so like it's so cool do you have the hat yet no I'm not sure if I'm ever gonna wear a hat I I will probably always have my hair done as well so it'll be always pulled up though (laughs) What is the, what is your favorite event that you've covered so far? Um, so let's see. My favorite event was actually my first client that flew me out um, and I was flown out to Las Vegas. Okay. And, um, I think it was four days and I planned out the entire, the entire menu with her and 
it was a just a I think it was a couple's trip, but it was a mixture of a couple's trip and just a friend's trip. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of fun. So that was my first time going to Vegas as well. Um, and I did not have any bad reviews. Like I usually never get any bad reviews. Right. But I'm one of those people that I really love um, constructive criticism. So if you don't like something, I really want you to tell me. But that right. trip, I didn't have anything. And it was just a lot of fun because I was able to, that was my first time making my Hennessy cream grits for everybody. Mm-hmm. And all of them just fell in love with it. So I was just very surprised at how successful I got. Cause I felt like that was just like a, just like a first step to right. the next level. And she really told me that. And she was just like, you know, I believe in you and here you go. Here's the opportunity. And so I gained a lot of clients from her. So I'll just give her a good shout out. <laughs> That's amazing. That So that was your turning point and kind of something that you needed so that you can know like, hey, this is a real thing that I can do and I'm good yes. at. Okay. That's, listen, I feel like every creative needs that moment, that turning point where they know like, you know, I'm I'm actually kind of okay with this. I'm, I'm yes. good at this. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> Listen, when you get down to it and you're juggling everything else, you're like, do I really need to be doing this? Like, <laughs> Yes, that is me all the way. So moving, going forward, you said that you're in uh, pharmaceuticals. So how, in five to 10 years, what, what does your life look like for you? Um, so actually I want to, move from South Carolina. Um, <laughs> I definitely want to go to a bigger city. I have family that lives in Atlanta. I have um, friends that stay in Arizona. And I also have fi- all of my family is usually, well, most of them are from up north in New York and New Jersey. And so I want to go to a bigger city that's um, that engages pharmaceuticals and um, food. So I love food regardless, even if I don't cook. So I want to go somewhere that that really engages food. So even if I'm not a personal chef, I can try to be a chef in a restaurant or something like that if I don't even own my own restaurant. But my goal for the soul is to... My um, goal for... I like that. My goal <laughs> for the soul. Let's go. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> My goal for the soul is just to be, um, I want to be a successful personal chef. Um, I want to be a celebrity chef as well. So once that, once I get that first opportunity that I get that first celebrity chef, just know the price is going up. So I don't make it go <laughs> up. Okay. Listen, you already got food out. And so it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. And then you have different connections that of people that, you know, hopefully are going to be putting you on too. So I think all it takes is that one taste. Yes. And that's it. <laughs> all of my friends, most of them play in the NFL right now. So all mm-hmm. of them have given me the kudos. So hopefully one day, I mean, they're already celebrities. Right. Um, I just want to be bigger than what I am right now. And then um, for pharmaceuticals, wherever that takes me, my goal is to be a millionaire by the time I'm 30. So oh, that's all right. With my food business and pharmaceuticals, I have no choice but to be a millionaire. So we'll see where that No is. choice. You really don't. <laughs> like, um, do you ever think that you would give up pharmaceuticals if you became like a, a big renowned personal chef? Yes. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> yes. I am one of those people that um, I don't want to work a nine to five. Um, so <laughs> with my food business, I can work 
eight hours in one day and make the same as for the whole two weeks that I'm working. Right. So I, I'm really big on trying to branch out and be my own, myself entrepreneur, like just be self-employed and just work from there. Cause I also like to travel. I don't like staying home. So with me, with this, this gives me an opportunity to do all of that and support everybody. So wherever I move, I feel like I can definitely build my clientele there and then I'll just become global from there. Right. I hope uh, LBF, this little interview, wherever it may fall, I hope <laughs> it helps. And I hope it, it gets people actually tapping into, you know, your your craft and, and booking you. Because honestly, I, I'm, I'm going to be booking you. <laughs> um, I had, like I said, I've been on your page and it was something you cooked. I think it was like... Um, it was like a mashed potatoes and like maybe like a chicken, but you had like a glaze or something on it. And I was like, I want to eat my whole phone right now. <laughs> like it was just the way that you presented it. Like you said, like the the plating and everything. I was just like, I have never seen like you'll see people they'll cook or whatever and they'll put it online. But you can tell when someone takes pride in it and they're actually like really talented, not only on the possible taste side because I don't know it just looked good <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it tastes good too because if you have someone that's like taking that time to prepare it in that way um it has no choice but to to be good you know especially the yeah it just looked good I, I think about the meal that she's talking about um was it fried I think potato? it was I think the chicken okay. was fried mm-hmm. so I think that meal I did um I did smothered chicken, and then it was a fried mashed potato cake. Yes, that's what it was. And I was like, I don't, I don't think, I was like, you see, it's so simple, right? It's just chicken and mashed potatoes. But the way you, like I said, the way you presented it, I was just like, I, I bet that tastes so good. (laughs) (laughs) That was actually the last meal um, that me and my my aunt, we went to, me and my family always go out to eat everywhere we go. Like no matter what, we always go always together. And the last meal before my aunt passed this year, um, we went to this restaurant, I believe it's in Indian land and it's in South Carolina. I think Indian land is in South Carolina or North Carolina. I'm not sure, but um, it's on the line of Charlotte. So, so it's, it's probably like, yeah, it's, it's called, like North Carolina. <laughs> yes, it's called, the big view, I think. And they had her side was a fried mashed potato cake. And both of us just fell in love with it. We split it together. And I was like, you know what? I want to try to make that. So I went home and made it. And it actually tastes just like it. I think it tastes better, but it tastes just like <laughs> <laughs> You can say it tastes better. It's okay. We'll all agree. Um, so like, what's the best thing? What's the best dish you've ever tasted? Relax, heal, and embrace a better you. Spa Danny offers quality yet affordable massages customized just for you. Let Danny create a space for you to hit the pause button. Who doesn't need that at the start of 2021? Why not start today? You can call or text at 843-687-2079. That's 843-687-2079. Seven, nine. You can also message her on her business page at spadanny underscore on Instagram or follow her on Facebook at spadanny LLC. 
You can also book online at SpaDannyExperience.com. That's SpaDannyExperience.com. Treat yourself, be good to yourself, and let 2021 be a whole vibe. That's a good question. I'm we can come picky. back. <laughs> I am come back very me. picky. So it's very hard to, to actually decide on that. Um, <laughs> I think the best meal that I've had, I cannot remember. I'll come back to it. Okay. Listen, that's why I was like, sometimes I throw questions in there. I know it might be. I'm going so to random. remember because I, I can see what I ate. I just can't remember what it was. <laughs> right. I think the best one I've had recently, or probably all together, no, it wasn't all together, but the best one I had recently, I went to Asheville, and I got the simplest thing, like you, I'm picky, and so I got like, you know, steak, potatoes, and then for dessert, I had like a, a mousse, but it was so good, like the glaze they they put on it, the way they sauteed the vegetables and the potatoes and these little onions they call them something and I have no idea but I had never seen them before and then the mousse itself it was just like it it was the whole meal was just immaculate and I was just like you know what I I might be a little bit of a foodie when it's the right food (laughs) I'm very much a foodie I will travel anywhere to go eat you'll try anything yes and I will definitely trap I have traveled from from Greenville to Atlanta in one day, just drive there and drive back just to try the restaurant that I saw on my Instagram. Oh, wow. Yes. That's a foodie. Yes. <laughs> that's why that's your favorite of food show, because you actually want to kind of do that one day, probably. <laughs> yes. my Me and my friends, we all do this. And we're like, hey, you want to go get something to eat? And we'll just look it up. It can be in Charlotte. It can be two hours, three hours away. We'll definitely try it. We'll definitely go. That, but you know what? That's a different kind of adventure. And it's good to have those in your life and good to have people that are willing to do that with you too. So yes, hey, we are all foodies. So it sounds like you got good support around you. So that's the next thing I want to ask. It's like, like, what was the reaction from your family and your friends when they knew that you were going to start taking this seriously as a business? Um, so I want to say with my... Everybody pretty much doubts you when you first start out. Mm-hmm. Um, they definitely don't think you're going to take anything serious when you first start out, of course. And as you grow, there's more supporters that come. Mm-hmm. Um, just like all the rappers talk about, when you get to that level, that's when everybody shows up. Right. Um, so I will say my family has supported me. They will. They are my worst critics and my best critics. They will tell me if something does not taste right, if they'll tell me if something taste the best or I need to change this or change that um I will say with me starting this I was also in a, a time where um where I lost a lot of people so I didn't have the support when I first started out um other than my family other than my my mother and my father and my siblings and my boyfriend um but as I grew and as more people started reaching out and as my family started putting my name out there, it became a big thing. Um, As far as my friends goes, I don't really have, I really have a close knit circle. So Mm -hmm. I will only have like maybe three friends at the time. And they were just like, just go for it. Cause you know, everybody is more so into society norms. So even with my parents, they were just like, are you sure this is what you want to do? Just make sure you have a backup plan 
Um, and if this right. is your, really, I think the soul was just um, something that started out small and I kept this as my backup plan. And now it's turning into something that's more on the, the front line right. and pharmaceuticals is on. On the back <laughs> the burner now. Yes. <laughs> and so at first they were just like, I don't know about this. I don't know. And I'm just like, well, we'll see where it goes. I'm very optimistic too. So if, if anybody doubts me, I have my own self. So I'll just uplift myself from there. Um, It does get hard sometimes because it's kind of lonely, but you figure your own stuff out. So as my grandmother said, you don't have friends, you only have family. And what she meant by that is you, your friends that you consider your family is just your family. Yeah. Yeah. So I learned that as I grew up and I will say my supporters right now, they are really uplifting me because I do get down sometimes. I'm just like, this is very hard. Who told me to adult so fast? Why did y'all encourage me to do this? (laughs) But I I love that. um, I love everything you said with that. Like, you know, I had to realize that too. It's like, I always say like, dang, I don't really have a whole bunch of friends. I have a whole bunch of acquaintances, but I don't, I have like very little friends. And then I'm like, I don't even consider my friends friends. Like (laughs) they're my family. So I, you know, but um, it is important to, to know, like sometimes even the people that are closest to you, they'll have their best intentions, but they'll project some of that fear onto you about like, okay, make sure you have a backup plan or make sure you're still doing something else. And it's just like, you know, I appreciate it and I appreciate the support when you give it, but I'm still yes. going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still going I'm still going to, you know, try it out and and I know that I'm capable. So even if you can't see cuz not everybody's going to see your dream. Most people right. won't, even the ones closest to you. It's funny that I'm actually turning to my little sister because my younger sister is the complete opposite. She has no care in the world. <laughs> if you if you doubt her, she's like, I'm going to do it. I don't care. You can tell me I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do it. So I'm really turning into her. I give her kudos for that because she does not care what anybody has to say about what she wants to do because she's in every industry you can think of. Um, So I'm more of like, I have a little more direction. She's Mm -hmm. so talented in other ways. So we're both actually on the same path, just in different um, directions right now. So. So you felt like you started off as more of the responsible, rigid one, and she was the yes. free spirit, and now you guys are kind of, as you get older. Yes. I think we all do that, is you realize, like, you don't have to choose, and I think that's something that I had to realize, too, is, like, I like this, and I like this, and I like this, and I like this, and, you know, people will tell you, like, oh, you need to choose one and just go with that for the rest of your life, and it's like, yes, you can't. I, I feel like I would be denying a part of myself, so... If I'm interested in writing, if I'm interested in podcasting and I'm interested in in all this other stuff over here, then why wouldn't I just try all of it? (laughs) Right. And so I learned, um, I literally sit around um, whenever I have downtime or when I'm on my When is that? (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Whenever I have like a lunch break or something, um, I've been big on uh, manifesting and Um, being spiritual, learning my purpose and my religion. And I've even sat down and watched videos from billionaires to people that are becoming millionaires and just seeing what did they do. And some of them didn't even have high school um, 
the, uh, the homeless, yeah. yes and some of them did have did go to college and they felt like they wasted their time because they didn't even go in the direction that they went in and then everybody has so many avenues that they dive deep into they're not restricted to one thing so I was like why do I have to be restricted right. <laughs> so, like I can be a millionaire and still be in various industries so yeah. I've learned from them as well so I just sit down and try to figure out how can I be better so. right like I don't have to choose between these different things because I don't have to choose which parts of myself I want to express I want yes. to express all of them I mean I'm gonna do every single thing but it doesn't mean that I have to restrict myself to one thing either so Yes. Okay. How has your own personal journeys helped with like your business and your cooking? I know you you mentioned uh, losing people, but like, are there any other experiences you can think about? Um. So let's see. When I was younger, um, I was always around um, different people, and. I played basketball. So when I was younger, up until I graduated high school, I played basketball all year round. Um, I I went from public school to private school um, when I was in ninth grade. So from eighth grade to ninth grade, I went from public school to private school. And that was like a big culture shock, Mm -hmm. (laughs) as I would call it, just because I went from a predominantly black school to a predominantly white school. So I had to learn both um cultures and I would say it was just very different for me and so as I got older I learned how to adapt to my surroundings I learned how to be my own self in those surroundings and not losing myself and it was hard when I was growing up because you don't know where you want to be or where you're trying to go Mm -hmm. and as I got older I just tried to stay true to myself and that was one thing my grandmother always just basically instilled in us always my mom my my dad they always tell us to stand up for what we believe and they always tell us to stand up for ourselves so I guess as I just got older I learned how to control my business so right now it's it's difficult with being in an industry where people feel like you're not worth what you're supposed to basically what you're supposed to charge or Mm -hmm. if you are charging too little or if you're charging too much and so I just learned how to stay true to myself through all of that because honestly if you're not going to pay for it that's okay with me (laughs) somebody else will so not to be condescending or anything like that it's just I know my worth so once you know your worth nobody can take that away from you so I just I just became very confident in myself because as when I was growing up I didn't have that much confidence as I do now mostly if anybody tells me anything about me at all whether it comes to my food whether it comes to just me personally my mind would just be like okay (laughs) I know me I just shared a quote like a couple of days ago it was like know who you are in any space in any situation and with any audience and I think that's so important because it's basically what you're saying it's like when you kind of know who you are especially when it comes to running a business or doing something of that fashion people will try to tell you what you're worth and you're just like no (laughs) I know my worth I know who I am and I know what I deserve so either we're going to agree on that in this situation or we don't have business to conduct and that's fine but 
Yes, I definitely had to learn it. I'm still learning that. I have family members that do that to me as well. Um, I have people that don't know me and still say, like, sorry, my voice just cracked. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. I, I still have people that are strangers that just tell me, you know, you should charge more than what you're charging. Like, mm-hmm. your food tastes a lot more, well, a lot more advanced than people that charge more than you more right than you. now. <laughs> so I just had to learn that balance. And one thing my godmother used to tell me, she still tells me this to this day, she always say, know who you are and then know whose you are. Mm-hmm. And I always used to be like, what? Like that's an old gospel saying. Yes. And I'm like, what does that even mean? And as I get older, I'm like, oh, okay, I get what you're saying. And my dad is just like, you know, people will either they'll be with you or they'll be without you. So you just have to learn to accept those things and move forward and advance your own self and advance your career from there. Right. And that's great advice. And that's something that you you kind of have to take and implement, whether you are, you know, working a traditional job or you're running a business, whether you're in a relationship, like you have to take that yes. everywhere. <laughs> yes. Um, this is like one of the biggest parts of my life that I've ever been in because I honestly didn't know how I was going to act in front of a camera. I did. I usually don't hold conversations very long. I love to talk, but it's only to people that I'm like, really, really close with. And even just being in a environment where I have to go and talk to others, like for people that book me and I have to go in their kitchen and start talking and holding conversations, it's kind of nerve wracking. But once I get into it, I'm just like, oh, this is cool. Like, And I I love that. Like I I kind of picked up the fact that you could possibly strongly be an introvert because I am one. (laughs) Um, And it is so interesting because you think about how how you're challenged through, through your own passion and the way that your passion kind of leads you into becoming your best self. So having to learn those social skills a lot yes. and have because you have to do it to build it up. So one of the things I'll ask is like, what are the ups and downs of building the business? Um, you mentioned the, the social side. Are there any other ones? Hey builders, I'm back with another announcement. As you know, you can visit letsbuildfutures.com for blog posts and podcast episodes, but you can also now go to YouTube and type in LBF podcast to get the full visual and audio episodes. That's right. You are able now to see my awesome face (laughs) and all the lovely faces of my guests from previous episodes and future episodes. So be sure to type in LBF podcast on YouTube and continue to listen for the rest of this episode. The amount of money that I could make in this industry, I did not know that. Um, And I didn't know people love food as much as I did. So it's very, like, I don't know, rewarding to to feel that you make other people happy through your craft. So that's like one of the most rewarding things that I've been getting through this. Um, The other up is basically... I don't know. I just like just being around other people and learning other people. And a lot of people, when you go cook for them, they don't mind telling you anything. Like they're just like, <laughs> you're my house. Yeah. Like you're, you're a part of the situation. You're a part of the conversation. Yeah, tell not their business. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, it's very open and I like it because I wasn't open when I was younger. Um, I was more of the, the more 
reserved child. My brother is very open. He talks to anybody, everybody. My um, younger sister, she is the opposite of me. Like I said, she's more outgoing. And so as I've gotten older, as I've gotten into this business, it's just like, I have to go out and tell people because who else is going to tell anything about me and about my business? Mm -hmm. And they're just like, well, what makes you different? Or oh yeah what, why do you charge this or why do you charge that? And so I think the downside of it is just proving yourself because a lot of people doubt you in, in the work of you actually crafting and making your name known. And so I've had, most of the time, it's not really people that, that don't know me. It's more of the people that know me that doubted me or that tried to even, copy what I've been doing and so not not the copycatters (laughs) yes and so I've just been like it's actually I take that as not even like a up and a down I think it's actually both because it's like okay I inspire you Mm -hmm. and I inspire you enough to where you want to copy yeah I take it as a a check so I that was like a good aspect and I had to learn that because I used to be like why are they copying me like I just hate that so much and so now I'm just like well, I inspire you. So that's right. good to know. Right. You're watching me. <laughs> and like you said, um, having to go out and, and you have to market for yourself. You have to advocate for yourself. You have to protect yourself. Like, And you have to get into these spaces where whether you want to or not, you have to be social. You have to yes. build up that thick skin. I know for me, I'm a sensitive person. So it's just like having to go out in situations sometimes and having conversations that otherwise would not want to have yes <laughs> um but it's it it all kind of just like I said it feeds back into you just becoming your best self through this passion of yours that you would have never thought was going to be as much work yes. personal work not even just business work but personal work on yourself as it is so I think the only down thing the only downside of this is well when I go home all of my family is like what are you cooking I'm just like what I just got here. I, I want to rest. I want to just be around in your company. <laughs> yes. I think for the 4th of July, um, I went with my family and um, I will say they booked me for it, but they just, they were just like, yeah, we're going to cook this, this, and this. And then I was just like, who's going to do all this? And I'm just like, you. So I cooked everything. It, my sister, my older sister helped just a little, but just a I little. Cook, yes. Anytime I go home or anytime we have an event, it is me in the kitchen. So that's the only downside. I'm like, I never get a break. But honestly, I'm like, this is what I actually paid for. Like, <laughs> this is what you asked for. So you're just gonna have to deal with it. This is this is it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'll ask you, um, like I said, we're both in the same area and I, I know how the, the goods of this area and the bads. What has it been like for you with this very unique business and you being a Black woman shelf? How has it been gaining support for your business in this area? Um, so I don't really have a lot of support in this area. Um, most of the time, they are all out of state. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, most of the time I travel to um, Atlanta, Um, or people that book me are from South Carolina, but they take me on trips with them. Um, Or it's more of the low country because I'm from the low country. So most of the time they're from there. Um, I've had people that actually wanted me to do pop-up shops here. I just don't know 
how to go around about that. So um, I don't want everybody coming to my house. So I'm just like, I have to figure that out. I don't blame you. (laughs) (laughs) So I've just been trying to, I've actually been researching that because a lot of my friends and my family have been asking me, are you going to get a food truck? I was going to ask that too. Um, Is that something you think you might want to do one day? Yes, I honestly do pop-up shops and I don't know why I haven't gotten a food truck yet. I just, I'm big on artistic things. So I would have to design this whole thing out before I actually get it done. Because when I say I'm very artistic, like my current job, I do digital and branding and um, social media marketing for my job. You know what? You do everything at this point. (laughs) At this point, I feel like, you know... You are truly a jack of all trades, and that is an amazing way to be. It really is. I know. I'm just, I didn't know I had all of this talent until it literally just comes out of the blue. And that's when I figured out for pharmaceuticals, I would want to go into branding and marketing. So it Mm -hmm. won't feel like a job to me. So I'm big on trying to figure out what can I have as a job, but also makes me feel like it's a hobby. So exactly. That's the best way to go about it. Yes. And so that's what I've been trying to do. And so with um, my culinary business, all I've been doing is when somebody asks me for a menu, I actually sit down and design the menu. So when they come to the event, they will know exactly what they're eating. I plan all that out. And whatever theme they have, that's what the menu will look like. Whatever color scheme they have, that's what they'll look like. And that's the actually the fun part for me. I'll just sit down and brainstorm and figure everything out from there. And then most of the time they're just like, yeah, I like that. I'm just like, what if I just put anything, anything. blank on here? Yeah. <laughs> you still would have liked it. Like you yeah. <laughs> appreciating the detail. <laughs> right. And so I just, I think just me trying to figure everything out is the fun part, honestly. Right. I, I can understand that to some degree. I know we're in two different industries, but I think one of my favorite parts is, is thinking like, what questions am I going to ask and how am I going to present this? And then when it comes to the marketing side of it, it's like, okay, what's the best picture I can I can get of this person and, and how I'm going to do the lighting and everything. So I, I understand like the choosing something that brings you joy. And then it's within that passion, some stuff isn't always fun. But then you yes. have those moments where it's just like, oh, I really like doing this. Like I've gotten to a point where I'm like, I actually like editing or I, I like, you know, doing the marketing a lot more than I used to. So it's yeah, always I like, had to learn that. I yeah, definitely had to learn that. Yeah. It's like getting as you get better, you start to find new ways to kind of make it fun for yourself. Yes. And I promise you, like growing up um, when you. I guess when you grow up, like, I don't, I'm not sure if your family is the same way, but mine is just like, okay, make sure you, you're solid, you're financially stable, and you need to make sure you have a job that can provide those things. And they're like, you don't need to go in this field because it's not going to make it, make you enough money. Mm-hmm. And for me, I was just like, I don't care. <laughs> It'll make me some money. I would definitely try to figure my own way out. And if if this doesn't, then I'll add another source of income to help me out. But I'm not right. going to work a nine to five. Like. <laughs> so I'm just now getting to a point. Um, I am in a huge transition right now because it was it was a little bit of that for me. But more so than anything, I am like the first gen of my family. So they knew they wanted me to have stability, but they didn't know how to kind of mentor and guide me. So in that 
um, having instability as I was growing up financially and otherwise, I kind of got really rigid in my thinking. And so I was like, whatever is going to make me the most stability and the most money is what I'm going to yeah. do. And then I get into these jobs. I'm just like, I am not happy. Yes. <laughs> and that's am, exactly how I was. Right. I'm like, I am unfulfilled. I need to try something different. And I've always been a creative, but I didn't know that about myself until I started to kind of venture out and start to explore different things and explore myself a lot more. And so now I'm just like, yeah, I'm I'm going to just curate a life that is going to be, I can wake up and I enjoy what I do and it doesn't feel like I'm going to just bang my head against the wall. Yes. <laughs> I have been in that same predicament and going through college and you're going through different um avenues and different jobs Mm -hmm. um I was working when I was a sophomore and it was only because I did not want anything for my mom and dad I just wanted my own money because I used to hate when they tell me no so I used to want to just get my own stuff so as I've grown up I was just like you know going through those things when I was younger, it has prepared me for the things I go through now. And yeah. I just have to think about the things that I go through now will prepare me for the things I go through in the future. So exactly. it's been a learning experience because I honestly think with me being, I can draw, I can paint, I can do all this digital stuff. And I've been so like in a whirlwind of just trying to figure out where do I fit in all this? Like <laughs> right. what? What, what I want most. Yes, like how do I capitalize on all of these things that yeah. I have in my life that God has talent, like has gifted me with? So yeah. I think that's been the toughest thing I've ever had to experience, but I'm still learning about it. So. But it's a good tough because I get that too. It's just like so much stuff. And at one point, I'm like, I have to choose something. I can't do all of this, but it all kind of flows together because if you're autistic, autistic, artistic, <laughs> I'm sorry, if you're artistic, that is probably a direct, you know, link between how you place your food, what yes. kind of menus you choose to make and how you choose to make them. And then when you do design that first restaurant or that first, uh, you know, food truck, it's going to just bleed into, you know, that as well. So it's, once it starts flowing it's just like okay I'm gonna just go where it leads me and I'm just gonna get out the way because when you try to fight against it sometimes it's just like that's when it becomes like chaos and overwhelming and yes it can get confusing sometimes when you are a talented person and you sound like you way more talented to me (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you that now (laughs) so it's, it's gonna be amazing to see your journey I can definitely think I'm going to click on the Food Network channel one day and you're going to be up there. <laughs> yes, I really feel like that would be something really cool because I'll be working from home and that's my, that's my goal. I'll have my at home. <laughs> you, know, you know what? Cut. All right. I'm done for the day. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what kind of support do you feel like you currently need as a chef? Um, I think it's just um, just getting my name out there because I really feel like my food will speak for itself. Um, my presentation will speak for itself. I don't think um, anyone that anyone that actually sees my social media will be like, oh, has she cooked for so like how long has she been cooking? She looks she cooked for years and I'm only 23. Mm-hmm. So they're just like, wow. And so I think just me getting my name out there is the biggest thing. Um, and I think that's pretty much for every chef. Like once they get their name out there, it's hard for you to go fail. back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing is 
just me trying to get the support of people that's already around me. Um, Just to like and share or just to... Just to repost or something. That's, that's, that's always the bane of our existence as creatives. It's like, come on. Like, you could just come on. <laughs> right. And I'm like, the moment I have the celebrity share it, it's it from there. So that's mm-hmm. what I've been. That's my goal, actually, to get one celebrity to share from there. And that's it. Once I cook for that one celebrity, that's it. That's it. it. Yeah, That's it. Because either you're going to become their personal chef and then yes. the people who are invited in their circle are going to be tasted. And then it's, it's going to be like wildfire. I yes. think one of those things about your industry is food is one of those things that is both good, you know, on the surface, but it's also very nostalgic too. Yeah. So people have like such a personal connection to it. And so it's, it's one of, it never goes out of style. Food. Well, never. <laughs> you will always have a job. <laughs> Right. And I'm like, even if this is like, if I was to get, um, like if Corona, like last year, when it hit, um, a lot of people lost their job. There were a lot of people that just went straight to, um, building their social media. And then Mm -hmm. some of them started building their culinaries. Um, I have friends that started real estate. So a lot of things you have side jobs now that actually help you with that. So, and your side jobs turn into your actual job. And so Mm -hmm. I just feel like with the support, it's, it's really just figuring out your lane. Yeah. And then once, once it goes from there, it will automatically just take off. So. So what other creative interests do you have? You told me about the talents, but are you interested in anything else uh, creatively? Um, not really. Actually, I've definitely limited myself because of so many things. Right. <laughs> um, but I have a lot of avenues that I would want to go into. So, um, but it's not necessarily creatives. It's um, more so just me learning about stocks, learning about investing, learning about real estate and actually becoming all three of these things. And right just going in different avenues and seeing where all of it takes me and how I balance it all out. So you about to be a pharmaceutical uh, marketing person. Okay. A stock person. Um, what did you say? What was the last one? Uh, real estate. Real estate. You do the social media and marketing and a chef. <laughs> I'm coming yeah. to your house. Cause it's probably going to have like uh, a whole lot of rooms. Yes. That's what I'm, Give me 10 years, not even 10 years. I said the next five years, that's where I'm going to be. Listen, I love like not putting any limits on your dreams is one of those things that a lot of people in our community are, they're starting to realize they don't have to do, but it's such a new phenomenon now for us. Um, yes. And to see it more and more, I, I'm just, I'm always so overjoyed when people are like, you know what? I'm going to go after all of it. <laughs> yes. And that's what I like with our generation. It's um, not the opposite, but it's swing away from society norms. And that's what I really, really like, because um, there's more people that have become entrepreneurs that have started their own business and through social media. And a lot of them have just started from the bottom basically and just build their own selves up and they're teaching other people. So that's the good part about, honestly, I think that's what the best thing was for COVID for our generation, because we have learned how to provide for ourselves without relying on society. So right. that's, that's what I really like. Like a lot of people have really engaged 
their own talents and dig deep to bring their own talents out and be successful from it. So. Right. I, I definitely can say on a personal level, um, you know, not trying to take away what COVID is and was for a yeah. lot of people in a negative way. But on the other side of that has been that time to to just grow and to implement the things that you had been, you know, learning all this time and to self-reflect and to build and and having that space to do it, not being obligated and chained to yes. the desk and, you know, your mind being distracted by Timmy and things. It was like when the world stopped, that's when my mind really started, yes. you know, coming alive too. So um, I think that happened with a lot of people and I can see it still like the, the evidence of people doing that work in that time is starting to really, really show. Yes. Cause I, my family, they were um, my relatives, the older ones, they, my grandmother, actually, she wanted to start her own food business. I did not know that until she actually passed away. And her best friend, which is my cousin, she told me, she was like, we always wanted a food truck. We always wanted to um, have our own business because my grandmother was in catering. And I didn't know that either until she passed away. Wow. And, um, we just never talked about it because I guess when I was younger, she she was off a lot and she did her own thing and I really didn't pay attention. And as I got older, she just stayed in the house. So I didn't really know anything. We just talked about my life and what I should and should not do. We didn't really talk about her old school life. So after, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. ahead. You can go. (laughs) I was just going to say, that's one of the things that um, I I try to think about, like in my own life too, when it comes to older people, it's like, when you get old enough to realize like I want to ask these questions or certain things I want to ask. And sometimes those, those adults aren't around anymore. And you really yeah. like, I have, I wish I had to have those conversations or thought to have those conversations because they have whole lives before us and we don't even realize it when we're young. Yes. <laughs> and I just like, as I, I think last year before she passed away, I did a mother's day um, event for all the mothers that were in my life. So it was my aunt, my grandmother, my boyfriend's family. We are all really close. Right. And if you see us all together, you would think we were actually family on how close we are. And so when I did all of those things for the Mother's Day event, I didn't know that that was my last time actually being with her. Mm-hmm. And um, we had the event and then I cooked for her separately because she couldn't um, actually come to the event. So right. she gave me her kudos from from there. And we just sat down and I when I always go home, I will always talk about or show her pictures about the things that I did and about the food that I would cook. And she started asking me for recipes that I was cooking. And so like, I, started, I made it. Yes. And so <laughs> when I started really sitting down and talking to her, I just never thought to ask, like, what did you do before you became old? And <laughs> Like, what did you do? Like, what did you think? It's the way you worded that. (laughs) But that's really what it is. Because it's like, I've started asking my mom questions too. It's like, my mom told me some things probably a couple of years ago. I was like, mom, I would have never, like, why wouldn't you just offer this information? Like, I would never have known to ask you some of this stuff. Yes, I'm I'm really close with my mom. And me and her, like, best friends, when I tell you she knows every single thing, she knows everything. And so as I've gotten... um, out of college actually when I got into college it got to the point where I had the mindset of like okay well I can't get in trouble for this I'm away from home so I used to just talk to them and as I've just 
I guess as I've grown as a person, mm-hmm. I had to realize that my my mother, my grandmother, my aunt, like they all had lives before me. So learning these stories after they passed away, I'm just like, Wow. Right. <laughs> like, and it kind of just makes sense. You're like, maybe on some level, I may have been influenced and didn't even know. Yes. Or maybe it's one of those things where it's one of those unexplainable traits that we inherit that science yes. can't really prove, but it's one of those more of a spiritual inheritance, I guess. That's what I've definitely been saying because after my grandmother passed away, that's when it started taking off. I was like, wow, I guess her spirit just went inside me. Right. And then with my aunt passing away, she gave me her advice before she died. And I just didn't know that was the last time I would be able to talk to her, but it was very influential on what I do now. And with her passing away, she was also the designated cook before uh, my grandmother passed away. And so with her passing away and actually giving me that advice I'm just like okay now her spirit has definitely just went inside me as well so both of their talents are in both of my hands so and you're going to be embodying I think that you know for a lot of us trailblazers which I consider you one because you're probably going to be the manifestation of the things they wanted to do. Maybe they couldn't do, maybe they were too afraid to do, maybe they didn't have the tools or the knowledge or the resources to do it. And so now with you, you got all that you needed. You got the advice, you got the the teachings. And when you get that first restaurant, that food truck, the fact that you already have your own business, it's already a manifestation of it. Like, I hope you know that. (laughs) Yes, it really clicked. I want to say, because... March 22nd was the anniversary, well, the year anniversary for me actually building this. And so when it hit the the year mark, I was like, wow, <laughs> I guess a year into all of this. And my great grandmother was very influential into make, well, she was a baker. And I just didn't know that all of these things that she was teaching me as I was young, that would be something I would take on when I got older, it's just crazy how the world works and Mm -hmm. how life works. It's just like, wow, I'm getting older and all the things that they taught me is very much so relevant right right now. So. (laughs) Right. It's like, you know what? I, when they say like, when you think you're not listening, but you listen, (laughs) it's like, it shows back up and you're like, Oh, that's what you meant. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So just switching gears a little bit, we're coming to a close out of this great conversation. But I want to talk about maybe the the financial, the mental and emotional aspects of running a business and, you know, doing what you do. Um, So I think um, the emotional and mental part of it, um, I more than I literally I don't know how to explain it. I just I put myself in a bowl when I'm in the kitchen, if that makes (laughs) sense. So if I'm in the kitchen, please don't bother me. And, um, yes. And once I'm in there, it's just, it, it literally takes over. Like I'm just another person when I'm in the kitchen. Like it's just everything that all of my creativity just goes straight into the food and my, my mindset while I'm in there is not really overwhelming. And I think the biggest thing is time management while I'm in the kitchen, because I will sit in there and just have fun. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, like the time is going by so fast and I have to rush. But now I've been big on my time management and learning how to juggle all those things. And just emotionally, when I get off 
of my job. I just feel like that is where I'm just like, oh, I can breathe now. Right. And mentally, I think it actually helps me um, with everything else that goes on into my life. So it's basically like a therapeutic thing for me. I, I, I can see that like probably while you're working on things, you're probably working through stuff in your mind yes. and while your hands are busy and you're probably kind of like on autopilot, but not really. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're still paying attention to what you're doing, but you also have that, like you said, you have that bubble because nobody's going to really come into the kitchen when you're in there, hopefully. Yes. The only <laughs> one that comes crazy. in there is my dad. And I always fuss at him. I'm like, please get out. He's like, I'm the taste tester. I'm like, no, get out. Please. Like, I got to see what you're doing. <laughs> yes. I'm like, you don't trust me. He's like, yeah, I trust you, but I'm just hungry. I'm like, okay. That's all it is. Yes. (laughs) And I think financially, I think the biggest thing is me juggling, um, me starting out on a business. So it's always hard when you first start out on something because you have to find some way to actually uh, to provide for yourself. And with me being um, a leasing consultant and um, having this as my job right now while I'm in my grad school slash internship. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. So I'm just like, you still have to work in order for you to pay your bills and you still have to work in order to get the things that you want to. Because- you said like work. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I definitely feel you. But as, I, as I've um, grown in my business, it's just like, I've learned that in person, being a personal chef, you literally are paid you're paid for your service you don't really pay for um anything they like everything that you are doing is for others so mm-hmm. it's just you're paying your time for all of it right. and so I really think any any money any amount of money that's on this uh industry or that's just on my business right now it doesn't equate to how much happiness and how much time I get out of this because it really is something that I enjoy. Right. And I think that's the the hallmark of any passion, whether you, like you mentioned before, when you become a different person and that talent that God gave you is just kind of flowing out of you. Yeah. And, and the fact that when you do it, you just feel, you feel fulfilled and you feel satisfied and you're like, you know what, I might not, this might not be something that's at the focal point of my life right now but this is something that I don't think that I could live without doing (laughs) yeah I definitely can't I don't think till the day I die my family is going to ask me every single time every holiday to cook and even if I said I wasn't doing this anymore and somebody was to ask me hey can you do this event for me my answer is still going to be yes even though I say I'm not I would definitely do it Look, when you get a family, if that's something that you want, I can I can imagine your kids are going to have like the best school lunches. <laughs> yes, they really are. I'm so I'm like I've seen um, this woman. She's on TikTok and she literally cuts her children's um, lunches into different crafts oh, and yeah. things like that. And I'm like, wow, that's going to be me. Like I really think that's going to be me. And I'm just like. Even with me, I will find a different recipe or a different thing to try. Like I've have I have things on my list right now that I don't think anybody else has thought of. And if they did think of it, it's still not going to be as good as mine. But <laughs> but it they just haven't put it out there. So if anything, I would just be the one that put it out there first, and they can follow or they can lead whichever one works for them. But um, for me, I'm just very creative. So I've I've been 
putting menus together and putting um, recipes together. Well, not really recipes, just um, just meals together that I want to try yeah. and just take it to the next level. And I just think with me doing that, my kids are definitely going to be happy no matter what. So, but man, what's your mom cooking you today? Boy, oh, she just cooked me some glazed uh, chicken and some, <laughs> some, something fancy. But like, all I got is a PB and J sandwich. Right. <laughs> Let me come over to your house. <laughs> Listen, all the kids gonna be. <laughs> I really want that. I I told um my boyfriend we we talk about um building a family and we're just like we don't know when. That's nothing on our radar at all right now. But we just just sit down and have talks like that. And I'm just like I really want to be the house where all of our children's um, friends just come over and they're just like, hey, we want to do this. Or are you cooking today? I'm just like, yeah, I, I really want that. I can see that now. Because my, my mom and my dad, they were those parents. Like everybody used to come over to our house. My parents always had parties. We were always very... Entertainment household. Yes. yes. Everywhere we went, people always like, oh my gosh, there goes my sister's name Asia. And we have the same exact initials. They're like, oh, there goes Autumn and Asia. And her mom and dad, they'll literally call my mom and dad mom and dad. So <laughs> it was always like that. And so I just feel like that's they instilled that on into me. And so that's what will happen when I have children too. So I just look forward to that because I feel like that'll be fun. <laughs> that's amazing. But I mean to have that experience, like you said, like either way that talent is going to be used, whether yeah. you decide to keep this going or you transition into another part of your life. I it's probably just going to spill out regardless of whether you want it to or not. <laughs> yes. I just accepted that honestly. Right. I'm too creative right now for it to just be on a hold. So just me trying to figure this out is is really going to be a journey. But I think it'll be a success regardless of if I don't think it'll be successful in the way that I view it, if that makes sense. So if I don't make this into a millionaire business, um, a million dollar business, sorry, um, it it will at least bring me six figures in because it's not going to. Right. I'm going to stop from there. So. You're like, you know, I'll, I'll accept six. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to be seven. Don't have to be seven just yet, you know. <laughs> um, what is some advice you would give to others who are thinking about getting into the food industry? Um, I think my biggest piece of advice is actually perfecting your craft, um, learning your recipes, and just being original. Um, because that comes with clientele regardless um as far as just building a business I will say you will have to be very very disciplined um I have learned to be more disciplined than I ever have in my life and I've learned to stand up for myself and um most of the time don't be afraid of the answer no um because the worst answer you can get is no. And then you just move mm-hmm. on to the next thing. Um, my mom and dad definitely have instilled that in me. Um, if you don't ask, you won't have an answer because right. the answer might be yes. So you have a 50, 50 chance. And the best thing that I've ever learned is your time management. Cause mm-hmm. a lot of people really, really go against you being slow. So <laughs> That that is like a big thing because if you're waiting on food, they they won't be rude about it. Some people will be rude, but they they will be very distant and reserved about 
making you their their um, first choice the next time. Right. So um, making a first impression is definitely a big thing. So that would be my advice. I love that. Um, <laughs> I know this is another question and we're going to wrap it oh, up. But how, how do you handle like, you know, those those rough experience with customers? Like, let's say something might happen in the kitchen and, you know, it was something that you didn't account for. You dropped a pot of sauce or something and now you got to make it all over again. Now the food's delayed. And um, I haven't really had an incident like that right okay. now. I hope you um, don't have one. <laughs> no jinxing over here. I've definitely, let me knock on wood. Right. <laughs> I've definitely had um, mishaps, um, but my mother is always in the kitchen with me. So if I have anything, like if I get something or if something goes wrong, she is there to actually help me. So So she travels with you on your uh, engagements. That's awesome for you to have that support. Yes, she is. She's like, what do I need to do? And she's just very ongoing with me. Like, she's always there. Um, so even if I'm crying, she's like, suck it up and let's go. Like, What's that show? Like- you guys got to go on the uh, that show. What's the show? It's not Chopped. Is it Chopped? Is it the one where their family comes with them? Yeah, it's like, what is it? It's the one where, like, they, they're paired up in couples and, like, they, they do get the, the ingredients, but it's not chop because I know chop is for, like, the actual chefs, but it's for, like, everyday people. I know exactly what you're excuse me what you're talking about because I just watched it I just can't remember the name (laughs) I like that one it gives me anxiety too but a lot of times like people come with like their spouse or their partners or their you know a family member and like you'll see them like with the pressure but the ones that work really really good together they'll like you know get through the hard moments so I can imagine having that support so close to you um even if you might not be anxious but just having that the option to lean on her it's I'm awesome. definitely always nervous before um, <laughs> before going to an event, but it's just like, once I get there, I'm just like, oh, just relax. It's something you always do. Right. But I think with a mishap happening, I think I've had one minor one, but they didn't need the food. So <laughs> it was, it was definitely, um, I was just like, I put myself down for it, but they yeah. were just like, don't worry about it. Like, we had more than enough food, so you actually yeah. didn't need it. Um, I think the most part about the learning experience with my time management is I start four hours early. Um, I used to do three, but I have to start at least four hours early because that just gives me enough time to prepare. I also, um, uh, what you call it? prep. I also prep before um, right. the, the night before just in case so I don't run into any um any time um, management restrictions or anything like that. And I think another piece of advice is actually prepping because that takes the most time. Right. Really the most time. I used to always wonder why my grandmother would, cook the night before I'm just like why are you doing it like you just cook tomorrow oh my mom does that a lot especially on like big holidays Mm -hmm. yes and I used to always ask myself why do they do that like that's not the same and then as I got older I'm just like oh okay I see why because that takes all day literally all day and so I think that would be my my big piece of advice time management and prepping so great advice Chef Autumn, you have been amazing. (laughs) And I thank you. Um, One last thing. What is the life quote that you live by? Um, Your vision is your path to your destiny. That's actually a a quote that I made up. I don't know where it came from. It just (laughs) literally, I was, I have a lot of tattoos and 
um, one of my tattoos actually say dream without fear and love without limits. And the one that I've been living by right now is your vision is your path to your destiny. So damn it, you're a poet too. You know, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where that came from. I guess that was just from God because it just came out of nowhere. And I was like, I definitely like that. So that's Mm -hmm. my next tattoo is your vision is your path to your destiny because that's actually what I've been living by. I'm big on manifesting and visualizing everything. And once you visualize it, it's definitely going to become reality. Right. I love that because right now in this point in my life, in this transition, this is this this is how I'm going about it. I've been making the safe choice all my life. And so now I'm transitioning into taking more risk and actually going out um, and not just postponing the things that I want, but going full force towards them. Yes. And so having that vision and having had it for so long <laughs> and putting it off and then realizing, like, you know what, I'm really not fulfilled it probably is my destiny on the other yeah. side of that vision. I need to go after it. <laughs> so the quote is is so true. Um, and it's, it's something great to live by. So I, I thank you because that was a little advice for me. <laughs> <laughs> I might get a tattoo too now. We're going to be having a match tattoo. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> I love it. Go ahead and plug all your information and let them know where they can find you and book your services. Um, so I actually have a website. My website is called um, tasteofthesoul.com. Um, there are some that is .org, but mine is Taste of the Soul. Um, so there are some that's Taste of Soul or something that's a little bit different. Make sure you put T-H-E. Right, the. <laughs> so <laughs> you'll definitely go to the right one. My picture is very much there, so you'll see. Um, my Instagram is the soul of AC. And then my TikTok is, I believe it's, let me check before I tell you guys the wrong thing. And I just got on TikTok too. So I definitely have to follow. (laughs) Yes. I need followers. I'm trying (laughs) to go viral. Yeah. It's Autumn Sierra. So it's A-U-T-U-M-N-C-I-E-R-A. And then that's also my personal Instagram name. So if you want to follow me on my regular Instagram and stuff there too, and this just has two A's at the end with the underscore in my regular one. But it's also tagged in my um, my food page as well. So if you guys have any questions or if you want to book with me, just feel free to email me. My email is actually um, on the page as well. And you can also DM me. I am not one of those that do not answer DMs. I would definitely answer. <laughs> and if y'all are out there, y'all have answered her DMs. And she's back to y'all questions. Like, you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. I, I will say give me a maybe 72 hours to answer if you do book give me 72 hours to respond as you can see and as you can hear I'm definitely busy very busy so just give me a couple of days and then I'll respond to you that is amazing um thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom and your stories with us and letting us be a part of this journey while it's still young because she you become a big shelf <laughs> I would definitely remember you this is my first podcast this is my first interview so it was definitely Aww. exciting I thank you so much for the opportunity as well thank you and I will definitely be uh shooting you and your contacts to other podcasts too to try okay. to help um along in the process of getting you out there because it just blows my mind sometimes how talented people can be. And then nobody pays attention. And I'm just like, come yes. on. Like, <laughs> so I've been I, big on stuff like that. I've been yeah. looking. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, but ahead. I was just, um, I've been looking at um, different 
music industries and um, the rappers, the artists that are in those industries, they have the same issue. And yeah. you don't have, once you get that exposure, it really takes off from there. Um, and each rapper that's big right now would tell you the same thing. Um, mm. Once you get that exposure, it's it's it from there. So right. I will also say for those that are behind me or in the same predicament, don't give up. And even if you don't think anybody isn't paying attention to you, you have to be your only supporter if nobody else supports you. So yeah. I would just keep posting because honestly, I did not know that you're watching me. And it makes me feel so good that I have people and I inspire people. So right. it's amazing to see how much you inspire others and you don't know. So honestly, and I tell people all the time, I will be one of your biggest supporters because on like, like you said, and I got in contact with you through somebody else watching you, you know what I'm saying? And they threw me your contact. So it's like, you're out there and it's a, it's kind of like a slow moving process sometimes. So if we can do anything to help and kind of speed that up, we're going to do that, but definitely don't quit because like she said, somebody's watching and it might be that right person you know that's going to make your just going to change your whole trajectory and kind of just speed past all this you know yes and I promise <laughs> like for those that are religious if you pray just continue to pray because honestly that's that's literally all I do I will pray day and night and I've become more spiritual if you're spiritual I would just tune yourself with your spirit guides your ancestors whatever you want to call it I would just say just really dig deep into yourself and and don't give up don't give up don't give up oh, amazing advice so as we come to a close, you guys know me. I'm your host, Kay Antoinette, and you can follow me on Instagram at Antoinette underscore the blogger. You can also follow the Let's Build Futures page at let's underscore build underscore futures and visit letsbuildfutures.com for blog posts and podcast episodes. Remember that on YouTube, I do have episodes up there that you can see the visual and hear the audio. So you'll get all the great experiences of my many faces. <laughs> and you can see the beautiful faces of my guests. You'll be able to see chef autumn very soon i'll have her up on the uh youtube page and that's lbf podcast which you type it into the search bar um remember i mean i know it's been a while y'all but I, I told you last time that you know i've been trying to get things organized on this end so if you have any questions for me or any topic ideas you can always hit me up at all things lbf at gmail.com and until next time thank you and Happy eating. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.